Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome into a victory Monday edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the City of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios, and of course, like we said, leading into the NFL season, the Sunday into Monday episodes. Obviously, I was traveling back, so it's a little delayed getting out there for you guys. But joining us on the Sunday into Monday NFL rundown edition, pretty much of the pod because you get this show twice a week, is the host with the most coming to you from the Pitts Cave after a hard-fought but tough loss for his New England Patriots to our Philadelphia Eagles, and to an extent his, just when they're not playing the Patriots. He's he's kind of got a, got a soft spot for the birds. Uh, it is the people's champ, Mr. Patty Pitts. Yeah, you caught, you know... It's what I do for the for the peeps, man. You know, it's a little late getting to recording. You caught me right in the middle of Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football. But I'm not going to lie. I think we're recording on a his, could be a historic moment because Aaron Rodgers has only played three plays or four plays, whatever it was. And um, that was his Jets career to start the show when we hopped in here. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, between that and the nonsense that happened to Foxborough, where you say it's a victory Monday for you guys, I kind of say it's a little bit of a moral victory for us, too. It's so the I most victory Monday of, of Philadelphia Eagles fans ever because it's a win against an opponent that, you know, there's history there. It's a it's a mini rivalry, if you will. It's not a full Yeah, like a, like a conference. It's a seasonal rivalry. Um, yeah. But it will also have every Eagles fan wanting to drive their car into the Delaware River uh, for the next week. <laughs> All at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the ultimate win. Um, so we'll get into the Eagles game against the Patriots 1-0 and to start the season. We'll get into the Phillies as they are currently in their doubleheader as we record this uh, against the Braves to kick off a four-game series against them. We'll talk about the pitiful pitiful end to the the season series against the marlins um and we'll talk some other stuff as well we got we got the return of pitts's power rankings i'm so excited for that dude. i'm so i i have some i have some rankings that are gonna make your head roll as the song goes <laughs> to a barrel roll a little barrel roll uh, plus, you know, we'll talk about it on OTB. Obviously, I was on Long Island on Sunday for the PLL semifinals, and we wound up uh, getting the most Philadelphia final of all time. Uh, so we'll be promoting uh, one way or another the PLL championship in our backyard in Philadelphia at Subaru Park on September 24th across the network. Uh, get your tickets. It's going to be a doozy of a time, and one way or another, a collective of Philadelphians will be named champions in our city come September 24th, whether it is the Water Dogs looking to repeat, led by Philadelphia's own Michael Sowers, or the Archers looking to get their first championship, uh, led by Grant Ament and the rest of the Bows Up Boys. Uh, but congrats to both of those teams uh, for advancing to the championship. Archer's first championship game in team history. Uh, and the Water Dogs going to back-to-back -back title games now. Uh, but let's get into it. But before we do, make sure you guys are following us on the socials. At UndergroundPHI. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and on Instagram at Pitsy. 35 uh you can follow me on twitter at kbizzl311 instagram kbizzle e11 
subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcast from in audio form. Please subscribe. It's the easiest way to support us without monetarily doing so. Just hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow, helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia as a whole. Uh, Plus, you're getting content on this podcast feed in particular now, now that it's football season, four days a week. Two episodes of Underground Sports Philadelphia every week. Eagles enemies every single week, which Pitsy helped us kick off season six this past week. Yeah, it was good. Uh, And Guzman's Gridiron, the Vineland High School football coaches show. You're getting unlimited content on one podcast feed, plus all the podcasts on our network. So go subscribe and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. Every show on our network in video form, original video content, clips, shorts, live streams. It's all on our YouTube channel. Uh, We're at 549 subscribers right now, and uh, we need to get to 600 subscribers, Pitsy, before the end of the PLL championship game on September 24th. Need to get to 600 before the it. clock hits zero there. We Otherwise, DJ is destined for Alaska. Go listen to the Outside the Box podcast. You'll learn oh, all man. the semantics we can't there. Have them go there. We, we made an adjustment there. We need to get to 600 subscribers on the YouTube channel before the end of the PLL championship game. Uh, so go subscribe. We're 51 subscribers away. Let's make that happen. You have about two weeks to get it done. That's 25 a week. I think we can get 25 people a week. Yeah, so. 25 is just a handful, man. It's not Let's that make much. it happen. Let's come on. Subscribe. Running out with to. the champion peeps. It's a lot subscribe. of Subscribe. Uh, so, yeah, go subscribe on YouTube. And, of course, this show presented by the city of Vineland and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected uh, to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city vineland new jersey where it's always growing season a big thank you to paul J. gillespie incorporated and security 21 security systems for their continued support of this podcast pitsy the nfl is back the birds took it to the patriots got a five-point yeah. win good teams win great teams cover yeah, it's brought you to you by our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, uh, who are running a sale right now. You get fifteen percent off uh, with the code Victory Monday at PHIapparel.co. You can use that code through Thursday night's game to get fifteen percent off at PHI Apparel Company. They are our exclusive merch providers and there's no doubt in our minds you'll stand out in the crowd when you're rocking your merch from phi apparel company they're the best in the game you can get underground sports philadelphia exclusive merch you get our philly dog shirt that i was wearing on long island this week and uh you can get all the best philly sports merch pitsy you've got the hoodies you got the shirts the hoodies up there they're it's hanging up there and it's gonna there. fall fall weather that hoodie's gonna Perfect be rocking time just saying and at any time, you can go to phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND. And you get 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing. Uh, so go get your merch, phiapparel.co, through Thursday night's game. Code Victory Monday to get 15% off your Eagles merch. And then at any time, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. Uh, Eagles win 25-20. to 20. I, uh, I wasn't able to watch the game live uh, as I was covering the PLL on Long Island. Clearly, you were pretty busy, but I was. Stay with everything. And, Pitsy, from your perspective, Tom Brady Day gets spoiled. And uh, I don't know. I I have a question for you. Is the new lighthouse cursed? No. No. I No. Before (laughs) we get this slander about curses because they lost or anything because they lost, Patriots were not expected to win that game. Okay, there was no way. I, I just thought there was no way they were really going to win. I didn't predict them winning on the Gillette Gazette. I didn't think. I said the result didn't matter. 
That's the one thing I really emphasized on the show last week is that the results, the result does not matter. What matters is how they fight against the reigning NFC champions. And I don't know, Kyle, when you have a team that their offensive line is so beat up, there's so many question marks around the offense, and the defense has not question marks, but unproven rookies. What are they going to do? And everyone, I would say 9 out of 10, did what they had to to get the win. I'm very impressed. I mean, the biggest thing that stands out to me was that Mac Jones was sacked for the first time in the fourth quarter. He was hit for the first time in the third quarter. And we were missing our two starting offensive linemen. I mean, you can't ask for much. And I'm so sick. I'm so tired of the negativity as soon as something goes wrong. Dude, after Zeke fumbled it, my entire friend group is in the group chat just planning when Mac is going to read. He's like, oh, they don't, no one believes in Mac. He's not the guy. Let's move on. Let's get Caleb Williams. I'm like, do we understand that we are two plays into the season and it is kind of torrentially downpouring? So there's going to be a fumble or two. Like, let's relax. All right. The game just started. And look what happened. It was a five point loss. People were projecting a 25-point loss in some cases. So I really believe that that game proved a hell of a lot more to me about the Patriots than it did for the Eagles. Yeah, here's my take overall on the game. You know, sloppy game from the Eagles. You you get lucky in a lot of instances that you come away with the win. Shout out to Jake Elliott. Kickers matter. What a fucking dog goes Wendy's mode four for four um but one here here's initial takeaway number one no no eagle starters played in the preseason that's you know that's something to take into account where the rust is clearly there as a collective starting unit both offense and defense number two uh you have two brand new coordinators coming to your team one elevated from your quarterback's coach, the other coming in from outside the organization. So there's going to be bumps in the road with new coordinators. We've seen that in the past with this team. We've seen that in the NFL as a whole. Um, so to see them in a game time situation for the first time, some question marks for sure. A lot of like conservative play calling. Uh, I did see a very hilarious take from one of my friends on the Twitter timeline that said if the Eagles play calling was more conservative, they would have been uh, present at January 6th. Uh, (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) That's tough. But the, the, the big concerns here were Jalen Hurts just looked like rust was there. Um, I don't he was know running for his life. Play calling. I don't know if that was just. Uh, let's also not forget the weather was pretty shitty. Oh, it's terrible. It's been shitty the teams. past few days here. It's awful. So let's let's not lose sight of that. Um, yeah. You're gonna have messy games in all aspects with bad weather. Um, the the fumble that Jalen Hurts had. Just get down, pal. Don't try to play hero ball. Just get yeah, down. that was a good hit. That was a great hit by Peppers. That was a really good hit. Um, the fact that DeAndre Swift had like two touches in this game is concerning, and Dallas Goddard had one target, no receptions, mm-hmm. is very concerning. You got to have your playmakers involved. You can't go one-dimensional. You know, A.J. Brown had one catch that got disallowed. What was your thoughts on that? Because watching the highlight of it, it looked like it was a catch. The what? Which Bahan? The AJ Brown catch that was disallowed, allegedly. Oh, I thought that was a catch. Oh, I there I was go. very confused and like, okay, we got away with something there. Uh, uh, I thought that was a catch. The other guy who couldn't get his feet down. That's another story. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, yeah, we'll we'll stay here. But no, that that was in. The Eagles got to just be a little more versatile. And I also don't know if it was just a case of the NFL schedule makers absolutely shafting the defending NFC champions by giving them week one and then their home opener for week two on Thursday night football. 
Yeah, I don't. So I don't know if that was anything there, but also not great. James Bradbury in the concussion protocol. He's probably not playing on Thursday with the quick turnaround. Fletcher Cox injured. It's a pain tolerance thing for now. We'll see if he plays on Thursday. Um, you know, that's not great. That's not ideal. Um, but overall, I mean, you come away with a win. You you get fortunate that your your rookie wide receiver still thinks he's in college and thinks one foot inbounds counts. Um, Dude, that was so brutal. Those are two catches. He catches one of those. I think the Patriots win. Like, yeah. they're dead serious. Like, I, I, that's how different this offense was. That it had nothing to do with the actual play. It was something as bullshit as that that cost us from sneaking away with a win. And I, I don't know. I, I like. Did you what did you think quickly about the like about the Pats? From what I saw, um like you know, the the defense looked like I think typical Patriots defense. Ta- yeah, unreal. Yeah. Um, the offense is like a little better than what I thought they would be in this game. Um Okay. Nothing yeah. like spectacular. Like no, yeah. Very like vanilla. Very like typical. What it's been the past couple years. There's there's no okay. real like explosiveness to the Patriots' offense, in my opinion. Yeah, they're a very beatable offense. Like if you have a defense like the Eagles have, like uh, you know, a team in your division like the Bills. Like if you have a a stalwart defense you're going to be able to make plays as a defense against the Patriots offense. Yeah. But it, to me, it just seemed like a, a massive improvement from what I witnessed last year. And to see here, you say that it's what it, the Patriots offense looked like what it should be a little bit better than your expectations. It, it, that is a moral victory for the team moving forward for next week. when we have to play the dolphins on Sunday night football, a different, Night, primetime, uh, primetime. Uh, Ryan Clark tweeting that he thinks Aaron Rodgers' ankle is broken. Well, he had x-rays, and it's negative, so um, I, I think that's false, Ryan. They have officially ruled out Aaron Rodgers as of a half hour ago. You um, can't have a broken ankle if the x-rays came back negative, Ryan. What I like, like dude, Ryan? He's, he's got to stop talking about quarterbacks. They're just gonna come up on him first. Two and now Rogers, dude. You just digging yourself a grave. You can't climb out of. Uh, All right, moving on. Yeah, just overall, I think I give the the grade for this game for the Eagles like a C minus. Very average. Very like you know fortunate that you're one and zero. But we were in the same shoes last year. Like. Eagles almost lost to the Lions last year in a, a shootout and yeah. were very sloppy. I had moments where it was like, what the fuck are we doing? And then we adjusted and we saw how last season, you know, unfolded where we were a few plays away from winning a Super Bowl. Um, am I concerned? Not really. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. As my light falls over. <laughs> we love we love a nice little light tick ticking over. Oh my god! I'm trying That's to find this light douche. It's like the lights going out on the Jets' hopes for this season. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I give this a, a C minus performance. You know, early on looked great. Sixteen nothing lead, phenomenal. You gotta keep your foot on the gas pedal, though. You can't fold. You can't get conservative. You gotta keep going, especially when you're on the road Please. and when you have a short turnaround time this week. Um, we'll see how the adjustments get made Thursday night. The link is going to be buzzing and, uh, it's another familiar opponent and it's, you know, primetime Kirk coming into play. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that interests me because the Vikings looked bad. They did not look good this week and coming into the link short week, especially after a, win that could have been a loss they need a statement low-key blowout win 
Kirk Cousins is a perfect quarterback to do that against. Problem is Justin Jefferson, and you're not going to have Bradbury. Yeah. But Justin Jefferson and contract turmoil, and as my good friend Mark Kramer tweeted on Sunday, the Adam Schefter tweet of Justin Jefferson requesting a trade is going to hit like crack. Oh, it is. Oh, that that tweet's going to explode football <sighs> Twitter. I cannot wait for, for that to hit. Um, so, yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section your thoughts on the Eagles game. Uh, I did just post our Victory Monday video uh, from Good Pal and maybe employee Delco Danny um, on TikTok, Instagram, and, and everywhere. So go check that out. Great breakdown. Great analysis from the oh-so-wise Delco Danny. Uh, somebody on TikTok did not like the video. <laughs> live and comment. Live comment, Reed. Uh, from Max Hamilton, who their their avi is just two dogs. Maximilian uh, Hamilton. <laughs> so hiding behind two dogs is, is not ideal. But they're clearly a Patriots fan because oh. comment. Holy moly, a five point win against a bad team. Y'all barely won despite getting a free pick six and Zeke handing the ball to y'all. Could have been a Cowboys fan. Could be a Cowboys fan. That too. But you know what I say to that? The ever-famous Cameron meme. You mad. Yeah, they're mad, dude. You mad. Like, <laughs> dude, I know anger when I see it, especially with my own peeps here in New England. Like, we get – they get a little butthurt over shit like that. I and needed that win. A guy like Delco Danny is going to piss them off. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, – uh, I've been told per sources every single Monday, whether win, lose, or draw – we will have a Delco Danny Eagles analysis video for social. Uh, so look forward to that all season. I needed this win, though, personally for the Eagles, um, just from a personal standpoint. It was personal for me um, in a lot of aspects, not anything to do with you. Oh, you are, I know. You are why. one of the okay. very, very few. Uh, a few, few peeps. Massachusettsians, whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Uh, uh, mass holes, Bostonians, founders of Massachusetts. this great land <laughs> uh, that I that I am endeared to and and have never ending love for. Um, but I I needed this win on a personal level. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. You know, um, I you got to feel happy is, for me in that aspect. I do. No, I I the personal wins are the best wins. I'm with you there. I'm. Not gonna lie, I just kind of chucked this one up as an L to begin with, mm -hmm. and the fact that I saw Mac Jones throw for over 300 yards—that's the all—that's all the victory I needed. So it's nice that we both got a little bit of a, a win for ourselves. Because let's put it this way: How many times have we seen the Patriots lose at least two of their their first four, and then end up hoisting the Lombardi at the end of the season? Which I'm not calling that right now. That's going to happen. But grand scheme of things, week one does not matter. It's like April in baseball. It's truly week four of the preseason. It really no. I week one is next week actually. No, seriously, I said this with the unders. I I think I said this. I don't know where. I I'm, I've been on a lot of shows lately, Kyle. Um, I said that week one, just bet unders. Because it's sloppy football all around. Teams are finally getting adjusted to playing with each other, especially the Eagles, whose starters didn't play during the preseason. And a lot of other teams kind of followed suit with that. So you're going to have a little bit of, you know, growing pains and mistakes that shouldn't happen, stupid mistakes. So, th yeah, if your team comes out with a win or if it, your team at least looks promising – that's enough win for any fan, honestly. Yeah, and just looking around the league, uh, some interesting scores across the board. The Browns winning 24-3 over the Bengals. We had Scorigami this weekend, Pitsy, uh, as the Ravens beat the Texans 25-9. to Oh, that's bizarre. That's nonsense. That's a nonsense scoring line. Uh, the Bucks, Tom Brady's former team. Uh, beat the Vikings 20 to 17. Uh, the Falcons beat the Panthers 24 to 10. The Commanders squeak by the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 16. Suck it, Jonathan Gannon. Um, the Jaguars 
win 31-21. Good win. That was a good win. 49ers absolutely embarrassed the Steelers 30-7. to How, how do you lose to Brock Purdy like that, bro? That was the defense. Riddle me that. that. Niners, I think it's the defense, man. That Niners defense is legit. I had a lot of, not doubts, but I was like, all right, how good is this team? Mm. And how good is this defense? Because you could throw anyone a quarterback at this point for the Niners. Uh, the Saints topped the Titans 16-15. The Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16. Uh, the Rams, out of nowhere, 30-13 to win over the Seahawks. The Dolphins sneak by the Chargers 36-34. The Packers win 38-20. And then the Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing in just an absolute shellacking on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, man. I watched like maybe a quarter or two and then fell asleep because I was getting bored of watching the Cowboys just stop the little Giants. I got bored. Like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think the Cowboys would be that good, man. Or if the Giants are just that bad. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, Well, the Giants are like pretty bad against the Cowboys. Like always, I think they're like 13-1, and one, the Cowboys are, in their last 14 against the Giants. Oh, wow. Okay. Something crazy like that, so... Take that for what you will. Um, oh yeah, that's that's definitely for the old library. The the other aspect here is that the the Giants still haven't tweeted the final score. <laughs> Bro, that's my favorite thing. When we work, when I was working at Quinnipiac, was like how the graphics were so different when you went one between when you lost. And how like different the energy was in social, where like if you win, it's got to be a nice graphic, it's got to be the emojis and everything, and then you get that final score, you lose. It's like yeah, six final score, final period for your final, just not even scored. It's final period score, no hashtag, no nothing. Chris oh, Long has a that. great theory. Um, you know if it's a bad loss or just a loss, depending on if the final score graphic has a period or not. Oh, so he's going like full on text. Like if it just somebody. says final, like, someone... it's like okay, like we lost. But if it says final period, you know the social media manager took that personally. They do, they they, they do. They, that's <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love when that happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, good win for the birds. Moving on to Thursday night football, Matt and I will break down. The Vikings match up uh, on Wednesday show, and we will also have Eagles enemies this week with the one and only Arif Hassan, uh, my good pal who covers the Vikings. Uh, go check him out on Substack with the wide left. Um, Substack does a great job covering the Vikings. has been a staple of Eagles enemies since season one. Um, but Pitsy, I think before we move any further... Just a oh. word from our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You can go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and soon-to-be Maryland areas. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Kenwood Beer, it's a refreshing light beer. Just 4.1% ABV, 120 calories, just 8 grams of carbs. And I'm just checking out the old swag machine from Kenwood Beer to see if there's anything new in the shop for the people, which there is, Pitsy. There's a new limited edition Kenwood Green. Kenwood Green, not Kelly Green. Kenwood Green. I like that. Uh, tailgate tee. It's got the stripes on the Ooh, sleeves, green okay. Kenny logo on the back and on the front. A nice little Go Birds. Go check that out. It's limited edition. Once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, so go to KenwoodBeer.com. Check out everything they got. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. It's Pitsy's Power Rankings brought to you by Kenwood Beer this season. Pitts, we started this when you started coming on the Sunday night shows about midseason last year. I am going to shift over the layout and give you the floor, my good friend. Oh, and when you incredible. hear that sweet, sweet music. Oh, I'm excited. The power right. rankings will begin for week one. Now, Pitts, for the people, okay, lay it I out. Give us, give us the breakdown of what the power rankings truly are as I hit the music once you finish. 
All right, listen, the power rankings, they are what I thought were the best teams, things, people in the NFL this week, okay? Um, I am not Ian Rappaport. I am no NFL analyst on the network. I am just the champ of the peeps telling you what are the what was the best teams, things, players, whatever that I saw throughout this week of NFL action. So, um, yeah, there you go. Do you want to tell me to hit the mute? Should we make that a thing? To hit say- my music. It is time for the 2023 week one hits his power rankings. All right, starting off at number 10, it is the elves over in Cleveland, the Browns. The fact that they won against the Bengals, I think at this point they're five and one in their last six against the Bengals. There's got to be some Paul Brown curse going on there. At number nine, dude, Sam Howell and the Commanders. Just a nice commanding win against a, an eagle enemy in Jonathan Gannon. So I'm I'm interested, all right? Let's see what we got, Riverboat Ron. And number eight, I know they lost, and they're maybe a little bit biased here, but like the New England Patriots, um, the fact that there is even an offense in place, Mac Jones is throwing touchdowns for over 300 yards. The defense is probably the best defense in the NFL. They didn't win. That's why they're eight. But be on the lookout. All right, we got seven. Baker effing Mayfield. Are you kidding me? The fact that he won his first game as a starter for the Bucks, and in the process got Mike Evans a touchdown for my fantasy team. We love that. I think we could see a couple Baker's dozen touchdowns this year. Yeah. And number six, we got the Packers. That was a dominant win against the Bears. All right. And the fact that Jordan Love looks better than Aaron Rodgers does tonight. It just says a lot moving forward for the Lambo faithful. Number five, the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa is scary. All right, that man may be the most accurate quarterback in the league. He's got the fastest wide receiver in the league, and a win against the Chargers like that in late game fashion. I don't know. I'm a little nervous heading into the Patriots week against them in week two. Uh, number four, Dallas. You won by 40 against the Giants. Fantastic. You're not in the top three. You know who is in the top three? Philadelphia Eagles go birds that was a good win all right to beat the Patriots in Foxborough I don't care how well the Patriots played or how not well you should have played you still got the win you're starting out 1-0 and heading into the Vikings which hopefully is another win for you and number two the Niners the fact that the 49ers can just play with anyone playing quarterback and their defense and Christian McCaffrey will just do the work for him kind of awesome honestly I mean I, I, I don't know. Are they Super Bowl contenders? Maybe. But you know what? This is my real Super Bowl contender. Number one team. It's my Motor City Kitties. The Detroit Lions. Getting the win against the defending Super Bowl champions at Arrowhead. And it was reported, or it was mentioned today in the press conference with Dan Campbell, that he believes that the Lions sold out crowd. First time the Ford Field has been sold out in its history can get louder than Arrowhead. And if there's a man who can deliver on a promise like that, it is MCDC himself, Dan Campbell. Lions, watch out for them because they're coming and they're hungry. So run it back for the people, Pits. Number one through ten for the week one 2023 power rankings brought to you by Kenwood Beer. We got number ten, the Cleveland Browns. Number nine, the Washington Commanders. We got number eight, New England Patriots. Number seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number six, Packers. Number five, the Finns, Dolphins. Number four, Dallas Cowboys. Eagles at number three. Niners at two. And topping the chart is the Detroit Lions. So there it is, everybody. That's Pitts' power rankings. Week one, brought to you by our good pals over at Kenwood Beer. And Pitsy, you've had Kenny's. They're delicious. They're good. I wish I had them up here. I, I would... Uh... Love to drink them more. They are the best. Uh, so go check out that tailgate tea. I might be ordering one of those mm. very soon. They look pristine. Uh, so there's the Pitsy's Power Rankings brought to you by Kenwood Beer. Um, let's shift from, see what I did there, from the NFL gridiron to the baseball diamond. Uh, nice little shift, even though the shift is banned now. It's not banned Ridiculous. on this podcast. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, Damn right it's not. 
We'll talk some fight and fills here. It's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store, Google Play, and just for downloading the app, you can claim a free pair of sunglasses. Who doesn't Ooh. like free? If it's free, it's for me. Uh, check out everything they have to offer from sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses. Everything they have is the best in the game for a fraction of the big eyewear companies. And you can go to TomahawkShades.com or in the app when you fill up your cart. Use promo code USP when you check out to get 25% off your order at checkout. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off from our pals at Tomahawk Shades. Pitsy, the fight and fills, had a weekend series against the ever-living thorn in our sides, the Miami Marlins. Not not great. Not great, Bob. It was not great. You didn't uh, win? They, they dropped two out of three to the Marlins. Oh, that's, that's tough. They lose the season series to the Marlins, six to seven. And here's a fun stat for you, Pitts, because I know you like you like numbies. Uh, the The Phillies lost four games to the Marlins this year by one run. <laughs> that's that's heartbreaking. That's guy. That's by that, one run. And. It unfortunately uh, puts a blemish on such a phenomenal year against the Marlins last year where the Phillies went 12-7. and Obviously, things shifted a little bit here this year where you play your division a little bit less because you're playing everybody more. Um, mm-hmm. Losing record against the Marlins for the third time this decade. 3-7 and seven in 2020, 9-10 and 10 in 2021. 12 and 7 in 2022 and then 6 and 7 in 2023. I don't know what it is. I don't know what jinx the Miami Marlins organization put on the Phillies heads. But I'm tired of losing to the Marlins. I'm tired of losing to an inferior organization. Sure, they have talented guys, but guess what? The Phillies have one of the most talented rosters in baseball and have had the most talent one of the most talented rosters in baseball the last couple of seasons. I'm tired of losing to the Marlins. I hate it. It drives me nuts. We're 30-31 and 31 in the 2020s against the Marlins now, too, because of this losing record this year. That's gross. Oh, my God. He is running. Yes. I am, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of losing to the Marlins. It drives me absolutely insane. And the other insane part here is that the Phillies – uh, went two and four against the Marlins at home this year, and had a winning record against the Marlins on the road. Which normally it's the complete opposite, and we struggle in the House of Horrors that is Miami. Uh, sucks. Phillies playing the Braves now for four games, and I genuinely like that the Phillies have seven games down the stretch against the Atlanta Braves, arguably best team in baseball. You know, I'd rather play the Braves now when you're potentially going to get matched up against them in the playoffs if you win in the wild card round, to see them now at their best than if you had played all your games against the Braves April through June and they're a completely different team now. I'd rather try to get your best shot at the Braves in September when you're potentially going to see them in October than earlier in the season. Yeah, Phillies end up splitting today's doubleheader. Uh, against the Braves, which is great. That's awesome. All I'm asking for in this series is a series split. I'm cool going 2-2 yeah. two and two against the Braves in a four-game series. That shows you can hang with them. That shows you can contend with them. They should have won the earlier game, too. Bryce Harper hits a game-tying two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth, and then the bullpen blows it in extra innings. Bryce Harper has had three, three, Momentum shifting, go ahead slash tying home runs this season, all within the last like month, and the Phillies lost all three games. That's brutal. I'm tired of blowing monumental Bryce Harper moments. <laughs> Figure yeah. it the fuck out. You can't, um, dude. That's just fucking brutal. Right now, though, you know to split today, I'm like good rebound after mm. losing the earlier game because. A lot of teams, you lose that first game in the way you did. That sucks the life out of you, and you potentially drop both games. The Phillies didn't fold. They're 78-65. and 65. 
Magic number slowly dwindling for just the wild card, slowly dwindling for the overall number one wild card. Um, still alive in the division. <laughs> our, our elimination number is four, but still alive at this point That's, of the season. You're holding on for dear life. Uh, hold, holding on. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Um, but I mean, overall wild card wise, looking right now, Pitsy in the NL wild card, which I forget if I told you. The boys go in a wild card game too at Citizens Bank Park. Oh, all right. I thought we're going, yeah. We're we're wild card. We're getting real wild. We're getting wild this October. Uh the season tickies afforded the opportunity to claim postseason tickies. We're going to the wild card. Game two, which could potentially be a clinching game if they win game one. This is the first time I'm going to postseason baseball in my life. And I couldn't be more stoked. I'm happy for you. I'm couldn't very be happy more for stoked. you. Uh, told told CFO Margie as well. The price of the World Series uh, pre-buy, the cheapest tickets are the bleachers out by the Bell. Hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. And I told her the price, and she goes, "Well, we're fucking going." That's why. I said, that's "Let's why she's fucking CFO. ride." That's why she's CFO. She's the best. That's incredible. Um. Only team in the National League, only team in baseball right now to have clinched a playoff spot so far are the Braves. Um, and I believe some other teams are on the cusp. I'm sorry, Philly's now 79-65 and 65 after the win tonight. Um, but you're two games up on the Cubs for the first wild card. Great. Keep building distance there. Like, that's the other important part about winning games against the Braves right now in particular in this series is because the Cubs are playing the pitiful, terrible, horrific Colorado Rockies. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and they're are... in Colorado, and what's one oh. thing we know about the Cubs? They can hit the ball. They, they score dangerous. runs. And you give yeah. that Colorado atmosphere to them, it only makes it that much more difficult. So you got to win these games against the Braves. Those um, balls are getting Rocky Mountain high. In 2.7 <laughs> seconds. Um, well, don't. That's on my. Don't you dare! I'll cry. I'll I'll belt out a ballad with you right the fuck now. All right, don't you? Pitts, have you gone skydiving? No, but I've I've gone Rocky Mountain climbing. Two point seven seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu, and I love deeper, and I spoke sweeter, and I. Gave forgiveness off of the dying. And I think, oh, whoa, whoa, something. I forgot the words. To live Sweet, like serenade. <laughs> Sweet serenades with Pat Pitts. Smooth jazz. W P I T. Don't you dare cut that out. That, that was, was great. That was fucking That's getting brilliant. clipped. Damn right it is. I didn't just sing that for my own entertainment. The uh, the wild card is still pretty wild, though. You know, we're sitting here on September 11th, um, and there are still almost every single team is technically alive outside of the Rockies, who have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. As um, it should be with that <laughs> terrible run differential. But you look at, you know, the Cincinnati Reds, still in the mix. The San Francisco Giants, still in the mix. The Miami Marlins, still in the mix. Uh, barely hanging on are the 10 games under 500 San Diego Padres. <laughs> Still in the mix, wow. uh, but barely. Um, and then right now, if the season ended today, the wild cards would be the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Diamondbacks. So that's where we're sitting right now. Um, I'm assuming the Dodgers lead the West. Yeah, Dodgers okay, have the second-best record in the National League uh, behind okay. the Braves. They're 87-55. and 55. The other thing that you have to pay attention to, though, is because of how well the Cubs have played and they're still in the mix in their own division, is will it be the Cubs or will it be the Brewers to be that second wild card? Me, preferably, I think I'd rather the Phillies play the Cubs because we just saw them play the Brewers, and the Brewers played us really well. Took two out of three from us. Oh, yeah, you don't want to, yeah. And the Cubs are bad pitching from what I remember. Cubs pitching is banged up. They have one guy who's like in the Cy Young race which will be a tough matchup, but, I mean, you have Zach Wheeler, who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since the All-Star break, so you'd have that matchup there. Um, but, I mean, that's the importance 
for the Phillies to secure the number one wild card spot so you have home field advantage in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because Citizens Bank Park is unlike any other stadium during the playoffs. Everybody saw that on the big stage last year. You yeah. know, in the NLCS and the World Series across the board. That's why Trey Turner signed here. Can we talk about how ridiculous Trey Turner's streak is right now? His dad's strength is off the charts. He's got 10 home runs in his last 12 games. Dude, that's that's some <laughs> video game type shit. Try to tell me ovations don't work. Dude, I can't do that with my nonsense players in the show, let alone that's incredible. Who's Ten he home playing? Runs. Yeah, he's playing the Marlins. Uh, uh, last 10 games that the Phillies have played, I can tell you the opponents right now. It's the Marlins, Marlins uh, obviously the Braves. You hit one uh, in the first game today against the Braves. Um, we played – I'm blanking on who we played before the Marlins for some reason. Um, but I'm pulling the schedule up right now. Uh, Padres, Brewers. Oh, okay. And Angels. So it's Angels, Brewers, Padres, okay. Marlins, Braves. Still pretty good. Pretty damn good. So, I'm not saying it, but people are whispering that Trey Turner is back. People, there's been rumblings. There's been rumors circulating in many circles that Trey Turner is back. Per sources. Sources. Not one. Sources are saying. Multiple. Plural. Trey Turner's back. We like to hear that as Philadelphians. Just saying. And adopted Philadelphians, you know. Exactly. Uh, Pitsy, should we play your favorite game? Oh, my God. Power rankings and run differential? Dude, I'm being spoiled. (laughs) You're getting a... You're going to hit of nitrous on this episode. Let's get to the NL East and MLB run differentials, which I guess we should carry this over. Once baseball season comes to a close, we should just do score differentials in the NFL. I was just about to say that. That makes so much sense. Why are we doing it before? I love it. Um, The Atlanta Braves leading the way in the NL East at a plus 238 run differential pit. Okay, that's pretty good. That's 94 and 50 on the season. And now we'll let you you guess the rest of the way. The Philadelphia Phillies, the fight in Phil's at 79 and 65, uh, which we are. We need the Phillies to win 10 more games this year. Okay, that's, that's feasible. Remember that's feasible. how last year we bet the over on wins for the Phils and that hit? Oh, where are we? We yeah. did it again this year. And the over okay. under was 88 and a half. We need 89 wins. We need 90 to feel real good. I think that's feasible. We're at 79 and 65 with a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, with like 18 games left. And in those 18 games are games against the St. Louis Cardinals, the New York Mets in two series, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and another series against the Braves. All feasible wins. So let's get to 89 wins, boys. Uh, but the fight in Phil's Pitsy at 79 and 65, they've amassed 707 runs scored. They've hit the 700 level. Nice. What is their run differential, though? Are we in triple digits? I wish. Okay. I'm going, uh, I'm going 668. Pretty close. Plus 71. Okay. All right. All right. Price Getting is close right. to the triple digits, though. Okay. Could get there. Could. If we keep scoring and preventing. Uh, the stupidest franchise in baseball, the 74 and 69 Miami Marlins, who are eliminated from winning the NL East this season. Uh, they're 8 and 2 in their last 10. They've scored the fewest runs in the division at 588. Still haven't hit 600 runs scored this season. What is their run differential? Dude, someone tells me, like, like 18 uh let's let's try that again in negative 46 jesus christ okay i was way off all right um yep yep yep. that's nonsense so uh then we move to the lull new york mets is it worse? <laughs> At 65 and 77, record-wise it is. Uh, they've scored 618 runs, the okay. second fewest in the division. What is their run differential? Is it worse than the Marlins? No, but it's close. 
I'm going to go, all right, negative 28. Negative 37. All right, nine off. And then we move to the stolen franchise, the 65 and 79. Uh, I'm pretty sure they just deferred Steven Strasburg's retirement ceremony, Washington Nationals. Dude, I saw that, and I just had no words. I was just at a loss for words. How can you do that to a man? That so I watched ESPN Sports Center packages about how important he's going to be to the future of this organization. And they're just deferring. Like what what kind of bomb ass franchise does they're that? They're stolen. They're stolen. That's why. Dude, just ship off to Canada. Can we'll you you go to Canada and we'll take an, a one of their teams and it'll be a good trade. You know, we don't even need one of their teams. All right. Let's just I just can't, dude. That's so, so like, it's disrespectful. So it's so, so disrespectful. That's so bad. Um, um, yeah, for the sake of argument, I'm going to go their run differential is negative 111. Close. Negative 125. They've scored 624 runs this year, giving up 749. Yeah, I'm giving up there. I'm sorry. I just I hate them now. I find That's so disrespectful what to do to him. Whatever. Are you ready for this one though, Pitsy? Because the worst, I don't know. the worst of the National League are the eliminated Colorado Rockies. Will not be in the postseason this year. They are fifty-one and ninety-one. They have scored six hundred and twenty-three runs, which is more than the Marlins. That's so wild. That but is so wild. They've given up. 845 runs on the season, which is the most in baseball. Dude, they're just putting out a fucking T. They've given up more runs than the Oakland A's. Stop, shut your mouth. Shut, no. And have a negative 222 run differential on the season. We are on, We Matt and I talked about this when we started seeing their numbers trickle in a little bit. We're on Rocky surrendering a thousand runs season. With about okay. twenty games to go. Twenty games. They've given up eight hundred and forty five and they are currently live playing a game against the Cubs right now. What's the score? Uh I will check for you in just a moment. They need to give up like they need to have a differential of negative one fifty five the rest of the way. Like they have to give up hundred and fifty five more runs. Across, I don't. I, I'm trying games. to like. I'm trying to use my limited knowledge I have about the MLB. The score right now is two one Cubs against the Rockies. So okay. technically, maybe I don't know if this is like live up to the date updated. So it could be 847. But I have a feeling we might have the Rockies surrender a thousand runs this year, which would that be, would be so funny. That would be unbelievable, hysterical. Like I, how can you be that bad that you're allow? How can your pitching be that bad where you're just allowing run after run? Like, uh, it's just fucking insane, man. That's just insane to me. So Matt looked this up either a week or two ago um, to find the teams that have given up a thousand runs in a season. Okay, yeah, that was that was another question I had. Good for Matt. Um, so. Here are here's the record. The record is pre modern era. The Cleveland Spiders in eighteen ninety nine. Pack your bags, boys, eighteen ninety nine. The Cleveland Spiders have set the record and they've kept that record because they gave up one thousand two hundred and fifty two runs in a season, Pat Pitts. Can you believe it? The Cleveland Spiders Spun their web so hard that they gave up over 1,200 runs in a season. Extra, extra, read all about it. The Spiders have been squished. Yeah, they're probably rocking their wool uniforms while they're at it. So the record here in terms of uh, overall, Cleveland Spiders gave up 1,252 runs. The Pittsburgh Alleghenies, which predates the Pirates, in 1890 what the hell's uh, an allegheny it is a, it is a river in pittsburgh the allegheny river okay moving on 
They gave up 1,235. Your 1930 Philadelphia Phillies stock market crashed, and so did the Phillies' ability to prevent runs being given up. Gave up 1,199 runs in 1930. Everything else here. Uh, yeah, I don't think sliced bread's been invented yet. Tough, but then in 1996, we're getting a little modern here. Me, that's when the I was De- created. The Detroit Tigers. Oh Jesus! In 1996, gave up 1,103 runs. God, that's bad. That's, and that is like the 90s era, so that's bad. That is there, and then the 1999 Colorado Rockies. Deja vu. Gave up 1,028 runs. Jeez, when the world starts changing, the Rockies just forget how to play defense. Because that's it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, so your modern era, uh, effectively, is the Tigers in 96 and the Rockies in 99. Haven't had a team since Y2K. Give up a thousand runs in a season, but boy, oh boy, do I fucking need it to be this Rockies team. Yeah, we need it to be this year. If there, if there's any year for it to happen, it would be this nonsensical year. The uh, do you want do you want to hear one of the most so you know how back in the day, like pre nineteen hundreds, a lot of these baseball teams had the most ridiculous like team names. Yeah, and ridiculous player name. Yeah. So there was in eighteen ninety, the Cleveland Infants. That's still better than Guardians. The Cleveland Infants. It's still better than Guardians. You're going to tell me Tommy Pickles was out there playing? Dude, Chucky was a weapon at third at the hot corner. They called him Specs. (laughs) Specs Finster. And then he had the Twins at short and second. Just double plays left and right. Phil and Lil with the double play. The DeVille Twins strike again. You know Angelica's just play pitching, and when she's doing bad, she's just... And then that episode with the big baby, he's the catcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to hit nukes. Dang her. The center fielder's the kid from the episode with the Mirage that was riding the, the Caterpillar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's out there patrolling center field on that thing. Facts. And then he got Dylan left field. Yeah, I can see that right. Whatever. One of the corners. One of the corners. You just out there. Susie's out there in right field. I'm forgetting a lot of these characters. You are you Carmichael, Angelica's bestie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And then Angelica's probably coming up to bat with her Cynthia doll, ready to fucking whack that thing. Or Cynthia might be designated hitter. Who knows? No, that's Reptar. Oh well, yeah, you gotta have Reptar. Big bat, obviously. Big bat. Uh, but yeah, we need the Rockies to give up a thousand runs. Need that like a thousand percent to breathe. I see what you did there. Um, the Oakland A's, though, Pitsy, gonna have the worst run differential in baseball this year. They've scored 527 runs. Welcome to the 500 club, boys. Yeah, welcome to the 500 club. Took you long enough. They've surrendered 830 runs, so 15 less than the Rockies. Uh, 300. They are in the negative 300 club at negative 303. So tell don't your fucking trust, boyfriend don't yeah, don't that I'm a vegetarian him. and I'm not I'm fucking, fucking scared, scared of him. him. That Speaking of things that hit like crack, when you're at a middle school dance. Oh, my God. And don't trust me comes on. And, yeah, uh, they try to play the clean version. But every single middle school is using that excuse to it. use their swear card. Uh, and they just throw up. i fucking scared of him. And then the entire place just she goes She wants off. to touch me. Whoa. Dude, that was. Whoa. Oh, that is, things that hit like crack is don't trust that hits me like playing. like meth. Oh my god, dude! Get your methy pen ready to go. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking about a meth pen or if you were talking about a commemorative Inter Miami pen that Mike Tyson purchased. Yes, your methy pen. Yeah. Get the fuck! <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Oh man. Unbelievable. Uh, Oakland A's, though, we are on Oakland A's win under watch, too. Need under 59 and a half. 
They're forty. Yeah, it was the A's. I thought it was Pirates for a second, but it's the A's. That it was Pirates to... last year. That's what it was. A's Pirates this year. year. Uh, okay. A's at forty-four wins. Yeah, we close. We're close. We're close. We need okay. un- we need fifty-nine or less. Um, which it's, they can only win fifteen more games this year. We're very very close. I okay. I think if they lose four more, we're good. Good hits. Um. Start spreading the news. Da, 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 da. The Yankees can't catch a break. Oh, this is my favorite. I love They're one game under 500. 500. And they have a negative 19 run differential. And I do feel genuinely bad for their elite level prospect, Jason Dominguez, gets called up like last week and now he needs Tommy John surgery. Oh, that's brutal. That's a like, tough way to go out. He's like a phenom kid, and he's like one of those when we were in our card opening phase for a yeah. hot minute, which those videos will eventually come out on a YouTube channel somewhere. Um, he's like one that everybody was like hunting for. Oh, really? He's okay. been like the commodity since he was 16. Jesus. And he finally gets the call up this year at age 20, and now he needs Tommy John, and he's probably done for the next two years because nobody's, nobody's like Bryce Harper. That's brutal. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. The Baltimore Orioles leading your American League East, though, still with a plus 124 run differential at 91-52. and 52. The Orioles are on their way back to the postseason. It's crazy. Who would have thunk? Not me. The Orioles are a fun team. Their I can't owner, believe Not the so Orioles. fun, but fun yeah, dude, team. I can't believe the Orioles are, like, a good baseball team now. It just boggles my mind. Tampa Bay Rays uh, with a plus 195 run differential, the best in the American League once again. And we've got a very fun American League West playoff race. We have a three-team race in the division for playoff spots. Really? Between the 82 and 62 Houston Astros, who are now in first place in the American League West, the 79 and 64, we sold our closer at the deadline, but still have gone on a miraculous run, Seattle Mariners. Wow. Who are 79 and 64 of a plus 98 run differential. And then now in third place, the 78 and 64 Texas Rangers, who have just absolutely crumbled in the month of September and late August, uh, have a plus 142 run differential sitting in third place. And if the season ended today, they would be uh, not a playoff team. Because. The Toronto Blue Jays are 80 and 63. The Tampa Bay Rays have the top wild card spot pretty much locked in. And then the Seattle Mariners would be your third wild card. And the Texas Rangers, who were in front the whole year, would the miss whole the year, playoffs. Yeah. Didn't they also sell their top pitchers at the deadline, too? No, they purchased the Mets uh, former ace, Max Scherzer, at the deadline. Oh, I'm uh, thinking of. Um... Yeah, they lost to Grom, which yes. is huge. They lost to Grom. The Texas Rangers, though, would miss the playoffs if the season started today, which is absolutely wild. Where were you when the Phillies allowed the Texas Rangers to peak too early in the first series of the season? Some are saying. I was one with the Fishes. Some are saying. <laughs> we started the Texas Rangers downfall. Just saying. Uh, but there is the run differentials across the major leagues brought to you by uh, nobody right now. But if you want to sponsor the pod in any facet, let us know. Hit me up. Um, I don't know if there was anything else on the docket that I had. I'm blanking. Yeah, I think I'm going. Yeah, we've been going. We had, we've had a we've had a fun show here. We've had a fun little little Sunday show to kick off the NFL season. Sunday into Monday, like we always do. Obviously, uh, if anybody was affected by the tragedy that was nine eleven, uh, you know, in two thousand one, we send our condolences to you. Um, but overall, Pitsy, the NFL is back. 
Sundays are going to so be happy. a wild time on this show. And uh, Delco Danny, mm-hmm. bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. I, I can't wait to to see him again and uh, give him my, my own thoughts about what transpired on Sunday. So. It's going to be a doozy of a season. And if you want the best fan analysis for your Phils, your Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, Philadelphia Wings, and everything else that we do here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, make sure you're following us at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter oh. at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram. Follow me at KBIZZL311 and KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. goes a long way for helping the show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. You're getting content four times a week on the feed. You don't want to miss Very out. Good. Football season is a doozy here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. So, Go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. You get full video episodes of every show on our network, live streams, the whole Kit Kat and Caboodle. Everything we do here in video form goes on the YouTube channel. So go subscribe, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And, of course, Get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground, 10% off any and all orders. And this show is presented by the City of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or are a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The City's Economic Development Department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. This has been episode number 567 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. The birds are flying high. We got Thursday night football on deck. And we'll see you Wednesday for an all-new episode with myself and Matt getting you ready for Thursday night football and a whole lot more. But until then, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia presented by the City of Violet. For Pitsy, I'm KB. We're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Go, birds. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.